Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. so freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling podcast episode 137 husk that's right with us today is a very special guest he is the one the only beast what is going on brother thank you for having me today yeah man thanks for coming on um Dude, I, I first caught wind of you. Uh, we were talking off air before we started recording uh, at Warrior Wrestling at the, uh, I think it was, I'm trying to, I was because I went to Friday Night Lights and then they started the stadium series. And I think, was it the first stadium series, the first night? It was the first night. No, it was actually the Friday Night Lights was the first one I was at. Okay. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's and that was the one with the stadium stampede or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to piece it all together. So much wrestling, so little time, you know? I understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were talking off air, dude. Uh, we caught you there, me and Sredden, and uh, I, I was thoroughly impressed. I know Sredden was. Uh, I was like, who the hell is this guy, man? Like, coming out of nowhere. Like, with that, the, how would you describe, a, I mean, I guess essentially like a caveman, Cro-Magnon man gimmick, or? Well, the best way to describe Beastman is uh, any way you want. Like, I've tried to – basically, you're correct, it is a caveman, but I also have gotten sideshow freak in the car – sideshow attraction in the carnival, Bigfoot. Uh, you know, if you want to put them all together, that's what I am, so. <laughs> nice. Reminds me – like, the name, too, reminds me – wasn't there – what was that 80s movie, Sren? Wasn't there, like – Beastman. Beastman, like yeah, parts. yeah. <laughs> he communicates yeah. with all the creatures and he has a a, a, a really beautiful blonde hair. Oh, <laughs> and, I've like, seen I'm gonna have to watch it for stuff. Oh yeah, a pair of pair of muskrats that like do all his like uh unlock chains for him when he gets captured and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's this pretty is, cool. This is not Beast Man the movie talk. This is Beast Man the Pro Wrestler talk. Ah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just hey. wondering if that was anything. Now, when you were coming up with that uh with this gimmick, was this anything you drew from? Cause I, I see elements and let me know if I'm wrong. Um, you know, of like, uh, like bruiser Brody and, and the berserker, you know, is there anything that you kind of drew from them or am I totally well, just stupid? No, well, you're spot on. So I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge bruiser Brody fan. So when I started doing the beast man character, it was nowhere near that at all. whatsoever. I started 10 years ago. And it kind of molded into uh, just kind of molded into a uh, to what it is now. He said, I mean, I took a lot of Bruiser Brody, like 90% of my gimmick is Bruiser Brody. I'm not gonna lie, uh, not much from the Berserker because the Berserker stole from Bruiser Brody, so it's kind of the same thing, exactly. Um, he put Kamala, Missy Link, George Steele, a little Cactus Jack, a, lo- right. a little bit of Harley Race, yeah. and uh, that's what you get, man. So Totally, and I that's, can see that's all creation of those. Beast Man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking awesome, man. I totally see that mix, and that's a that's a good eclectic mix, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. But in all honesty, though, how I came up with the idea of the character itself mm-hmm. um, was Ace Ventura Pet Detective, the second one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the better and, one. Yes, the better one. And I'm sure you, you both have seen it, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Do you know what? You know the scene when he was fighting the African savage? Yeah. 
that's where I got most of my stuff from. Like <laughs> that one movie, you see, it just clicked. With uh, it was Tommy Davidson. I yeah, think. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Color, he's like, <laughs> crazy little motherfucker. <laughs> did I? Now that I think about it, it's 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 is it the? Did you build the same outfit? For no. the most part, because he had like a he had almost he had a really similar hood. Well, he had I, like I, gotta, the, I gotta watch it again, again, again. He had like the bones <laughs> in his nose, nose and shit yeah. too. Like he was straight up like savage looking in that one. Yeah, but, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna go that far because I only copyright for myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what about this big ass bone that you carry with you, man? Where'd you? Is it somebody you didn't like along the way? You know, you just kept a little piece of them, like. Reminder to your opponent, like, fuck with the beast, man. This is what you get. Well, funny story. Um, back to when I first started, like I said, I took 90% of my character from Bruce Brody. Mm. I had the chain. I swung the chain. I've maybe have lacked a fan or a promoter or a ring announcer a couple times with it by accident. So, oh. so I had to come up with something, uh, something that's safer and... My uh, my friend's dog had this giant ass bone. I thought I was gonna carry. I thought about carrying like a big log, but yeah. in all honesty, the bone works a lot better. Oh yeah, totally. It, it totally fits the character well, man. <laughs> except except when you go through an airport and they check it, and it's not fun. I did see That's that on your YouTube. Sometimes. <laughs> so you know and you're very versatile man as far as like uh we'll get into your like in-ring uh performance and all that here in a second but uh i did happen to creep up on your uh youtube channel and subscribe which everybody should do right the fuck now and uh, <laughs> so you're talking about going you know through tsa and all that and i saw that video with the you had the bone in the bag and there's like mm-hmm. you know how, how the fuck you explain that to these people it's it's not a human body part or anything no, it's well. Since you watched the video, when I went through the first time, I was in St. I was coming back from St. Louis, mm-hmm. so I checked it when I was leaving Chicago. I actually flew from Pittsburgh to Chicago to St. Louis. When I went to the airport in Pittsburgh, there was no big deal. They didn't say nothing. I go to St. Louis, you're like, what the hell is this? The lady's like, I even told them, I'm like, it's they they didn't know what to do with. It's like, am I allowed to take it on the plane with me? Because I brought it in. And there's no yeah. reason why I shouldn't be allowed. There's like, well, as long as it's clean, I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever. So, and uh, another another funny video I liked on there is uh, I think it was a KFC that you you just barged okay. in and took the guy's fucking meal. He ordered some chicken. You come in there and pick up the sign. You're like banging on the sign with the bone. You know, like because <laughs> I want some chicken. And then you just take the guy's shit, like start eating, and then just walk out. <laughs> Oh, that was kind of a, that was kind of a, uh, we were trying, I was trying to think of things to do for the character. Right. Because there's not a lot I can really do promo. I mean, I can do a lot promo-wise, but there really isn't a lot I can do. I can't talk like how I'm talking now. It's, I can't, uh, 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 I can only go so far with that. So I had to up the ante a little bit. So I tried that a little bit. Got some buzz. They got a lot of buzz. But after a while, when the police gets called a few times, it's kind of hard to really. Uh, so that was do shoot. Other things. That was that, that was, was shoot. shoot. That was shoot. <laughs> I, I thought it was man because the old lady was looking like, "What the hell just happened here?" <laughs> well, what's funny is that KFC is actually four blocks from my house, so I used to go in there and eat, and after that, I didn't go for like six months. And the day I go back. The day I go back to get something to eat, the manager who was the lady at the counter was there. She's like, she's like, you're lucky I didn't kick your ass out of here. So, because <laughs> I like, told I her, just, like, hey, I'm putting your store on the map. You know, this is a restaurant. Exactly. The thing got 200,000 views when I posted it on Facebook two years ago. So, I, it's kind of, it kind of, that's how it kind of started with everything, just trying to get the wheels in motion. Yeah, and I feel like with with the character like uh, character work like you have going on, I mean, you're right. You know, I mean, you can't sit there and cut a promo, and you know, or maybe you could. I don't, I don't know if you read comics at all, but like you know, when Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk, he didn't say shit till it became like Gray Hulk, and he got smart. You know, what if there were these w- weird situation or something happened, and all of a sudden, like instead of you know rambling and doing the cave stuff, then all of a sudden you're like. Well, actually, uh, you know, and you get like, 
intelligent. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff I feel like you could draw from, you know? It just comes with it comes with time and the evolution of the character, my friend. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, exactly, man. Um, so you, you mentioned though starting you're down in the what, West Virginia or Pittsburgh? I live in Wheeling, West Virginia. Okay. So I don't know if you know anything about West Virginia at all. A little bit. Okay. So I don't want you to think I'm flipping you off or anything, but this is West Virginia. Okay. Like legit, if you look on a map, this is West Virginia. So I live here in the northern panhandle. Pittsburgh's like right here. Mm. So it's like literally an hour drop. My girlfriend lives in Pittsburgh. I'm usually in Pittsburgh on the weekends anyways while I'm not wrestling. So I consider Pittsburgh my home. Now, how, how the hell did this wrestling journey for you start? Was it, you know, was it as a kid? Was it just something one day you decided you wanted to do? Where where's that um, inspirato come from for the Beast Man? Well, I was well, I left the gym one day eating a can of tuna and I saw a ring truck go past and say, Hey, I'm gonna do that for a little bit. Nah. Um when I start I was a big fan growing up like everybody else. Like I all co like I'm thirty-four, so I grew up watching Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, uh Gold Dust, Stone Cold, Nick Foley. I was a big like, I was a big Hulkamaniac and then I became a big fan of uh, Mick Foley. Not because of the hardcore stuff, just because of the characters and how he became do love Cactus Jack Mankind. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was just like such a huge mark. Like, I'm so big of a mark for McFoley. I saw him last October at a show in Baltimore. And I told him about there's, have you ever read the book, uh, Doobie Brown, his first novel? What's, uh, I have a, have a nice day is the only one I have by him. By okay. McFoley. Yeah. Okay. So if you read, have a nice day, you read, Dewey Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part in there where Mick Foley's talking about how he was in college. This girl called him like Michael or something like that. Got the name wrong. And he was like in the mirror looking at himself or something. There's a scene in the there's a story in the book where he took himself and put himself in the book. And that's just because, like, I mean, when you read Have a Nice Day a million times, that kind of sticks to your head. <laughs> so that was actually pretty cool to tell him. He was kind of surprised I knew that. And he's surprised that someone actually bought Dewey, like brought Dewey Brown, which was actually a pretty good book. Um, but back to what I was saying, I started out, you know, uh, me and my friends were fans. Uh, they wrestling always came to the Wheeling Civic Center when I was growing up until about mid late nineties. Then uh, they started doing house shows once a year because they used to come around three or four times a year, which is cool. I got to see Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Uh, nice. My first like ever house show I ever went to when I was like five. I saw the first match I saw live that I could remember was Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Back then, I'm like, oh, whatever. Now, now it's just like I know what like how they are in the ring and how they work and like their legacy and everything. It's awesome to see that. Yeah. Um, another thing that was kind of cool when uh, when Bret wrestled Owen, but Owen used to wear the Bret Hart glasses and he signed yep. them. Guess what? I had I had a pair and I threw them away because I hated Owen Hart. Ah, oh. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I wish I still had them. Uh, then I just growing up like my friends like wrestling. We always uh, come to my they'd always come to my house every night every month. We we had the illegal pay per view box and we'd always watch. Oh it. yeah, the cheater, cheater box. <laughs> yeah, love that. Watch a little was, bit of that Spice Channel. Too. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> watch a little, watch a little wet and wild after the pay-per-view while mom's asleep. So <laughs> <laughs> that is. Then <laughs> I got uh, I got away from it for a while. Like when I was like in junior high, high school. I mean, I was still a big fan. Stone Cold was hot. That's when the mm. attitude here happened. But I really like I lost my passion to be in the like to want to do it mm. until I was about fourteen. Until I was fifteen, uh, and when I was a sophomore in high school, there was a wrestling show. Uh, that some, one of the one of the alumni uh, all of a sudden became a promoter, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, they uh, ran a show and they invite anybody who wants to come, you can come. So I got like a free front row ticket. I'm like, I'm going to this is like just to check out because I was still a wrestling fan. Yeah. Well, I, I walk in and uh, the name of the show is the name on the show is Dwight the Clown. I'm like. You know, being 14 years old, I didn't know any better. <laughs> I asked him. I go up. I think I, I go up and be a mark, take a picture with him. Like, 
So where ha- like the only question I have, so where's Dink at? Because I remember Doink and Dink. He's like, oh, he's in Mexico. Not knowing that the guy that was going to clown ended up being one of my best friends and mentors in the business, like 10 years later. So because there's Are like we talking about the original, the original No, 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 no. Not Matt Bourne. Okay. Not Matt okay. Bourne, fortunately. It's Pittsburgh going. There's like a thousand doinks. Yeah, yeah. Doink. Yeah, there is. <laughs> So I, I gotta send like remind me I'll send you a picture of West Virginia like it's it's hilarious. So <laughs> anyways, uh guy comes out of the ring named Sweet Stevie Lee, gets on the mic. Oh you fat son of a like he was just doing his gimmick. He's like, if there's any man, man, if there's anyone man enough to step in the ring and fight me, bring it on. And like everybody's just looking, I'm just like, I'll go in. <laughs> so he's like, come on. I slid in the ring. Okay. I actually got in the ring. He was coming at me and security pulled me out. I had to make me save my seat. They didn't kick me out. Right. So I was like, like, I thought I was ready. I thought that was the coolest thing ever getting to do that. So after the show, uh, the person who had the ring, I asked him, Hey, what do I have to do to get in the ring? He's like, ah, if you help me tear it down, I'll let you in the ring for like five minutes. So I got to step in the ring and it like felt like just how that, you know how you feel something's right? That yeah. was right. It felt right to be in there. So that's how I got my first taste of wrestling. And that's that's why I knew right there. That's what I wanted to do. But uh, trying to get into the business was really hard for me. It wasn't like, this is like 2003, 2004. You still got the old school mentality of a lot of people. It's not like how this day where anybody could open up a wrestling school and be it's trained somebody in six months, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but Chicago has some great wrestling schools. I'm not going to lie. Especially uh, Matt Nix's wrestling school. I love yes. that place. Freelance Academy, yeah. Yes, it is. Love that. Love Matt. Matt's a good dude. Uh, shout out to Freelance all day, every day. So, <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, so how I got trained was, like, I met this guy. He said, hey, I'm going to run a show. So I'm like, all right, cool. I, I know how to bump a lockup. I got to be in a battle royal once. But I got my eye. Like, that was cool. So I'm, I'm I'm trying not to touch my ears. I know you guys were talking about that. I apologize. And <laughs> he's got ear fetish. <laughs> yeah, everything sounds good. Don't worry. Okay, As I I don't want you chewing me out from touching ears. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you guys can fix that post edit. So, <laughs> so the guy, this guy, decided to run a show, and the local promoter. He, he he wanted to run where I lived at, and there was this one company that was running that's been running shows. So the smart guy that I am called the building and booked the show without booked the show for this guy, and literally ran the other promotion out, not knowing that I got black, not knowing what heat that would cost. Because I thought, oh, everybody runs together. This is pro wrestling, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Not knowing how it, not knowing how it truly is. Well. Uh, I got to have a match. I, they, I mean, set up the ring, uh, put posters out, sold tickets. I did it all. Paid your dues. And, yeah. Uh, not knowing, but I wasn't smart enough yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was still, I was still a mark to the business. So when, so three months after that, he ran like four shows. The fourth show he ran, uh, he brought New Jack on the show. Oh, okay. now you guys want to get New Jack story? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, so New Jack's at the show. Okay, I go up to him and introduce myself. He comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, kid, are you trained?" Like, I know how to. I know, like, I told him what I knew how to do. He's like, "So you really don't know what you're doing?" I guess not. He's like, "All right, kid, see you later." So just like, so I had wrist tape on, and like my tape got stuck to my hair. And New Jack had these Wolverine claws gimmicks that he had at the time. I, I walked up to him and asked him if I could borrow one to cut my wrist tape off. Well, I just walked up to him, but hey, can I borrow? I picked him up and say, hey, can I borrow this real quick? <laughs> no, no. no. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 exactly. You got all no, dark no, side no. of the ring up on that ass, didn't you? <laughs> I'm getting, yes, actually, yes, not dark side of the ring, but I'll get there. It's close. So he was, he yelled at me, called me as honky and all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So I worked, I wrestled my match that I had, and I get to the back, 
And he was like, hey, kid, you're going to work another match. It's going to be me, these two guys, and you in a four-way. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. Like, I knew I, knew I, I knew I fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know that, like, hey, you know that video where it says, uh, where to go? At this moment, he knew he fucked up. And it was just, like, frozen. That's yeah. how I felt. So I go out there, and all three guys were beating the shit out of me. Okay? Damn. I mean, legit beating the shit out of me. And New Jack took a blade and actually got me a couple of times, and I got countered off. I'm trying to take up one shit guys. Like, so if you look right there, you see that scar right there on my forehead? Uh-huh. That was from, that's from where it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> New Jack. So, so, but it was like, I get to the back, he decides, he's cussing me out, telling me what I did wrong. And then he goes, if you ever need it, you know what? You got potential. I can see it. If you need anything, here's my number. Call me. And he hugs me. We hug. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. So. Wow. And then the fall and two weeks later was Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Where, he, where he stabbed the guy. Yeah. The mass transit. Times. No, no, it wasn't mass transit. That was like ten years. That was like five. That was like seven, eight years before that. No, oh. he stabbed a guy in Florida. This was oh, the last okay, edition. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the older dude, right? Yeah, Hunter Red. Yeah, yeah. And guess what's funny? The thing that he stabbed him with was that same exact Wolverine claw I asked for to cut the wrist shape with. Really? Yep. <laughs> Jesus. So, but fa- but fast forward though, like last year, last uh, last April. New Jack was on New Jack was on a show that I was at. So I walked up to him. He didn't remember who I was, which is fine. I walked up to him and I explained, like, hey, um, about 15 years ago, I did this. This happened. I got this. Uh, I'm not I just want to say you taught me how to respect the business. And I appreciate it. Because he taught me respect. Right. I right. didn't know what respect was. He taught me how to respect the business the right way. And mm-hmm. I thanked him for it. I actually walked up and thanked him. And he kind of just looked at, I think he kind of looked at, he remembered me because he looked and smiled and shook my hand. And that was it. That was that. That was that. So I don't, like a lot of people I know are like, oh, he did that. I'm like, there's no remorse. You know, I was a young kid. I mean, it, it, it kind of made me become a man out of that. You know what I mean? So not every New Jack story has a, a bad light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> right. You know I- what I mean? Yeah, dude, that that's super cool, and I totally get that. You know, I mean, it's, I guess, in a way, it's you know, a little hazing, if you will. Um, yeah, but that's just him. Today, though. And and you know, the people that know New Jack know him, and I ain't gonna be a guy to sit here and lie through my teeth and claim that I know him, but just from being a fan of his for twenty odd plus years now and seeing all these interviews and whatever with him, um, he don't fuck around. You know, and it's yeah. it's a respect thing with him, like and mm-hmm. with a lot of those guys and old time dudes. And uh, New Jack's more than paid his fucking dues coming up. And dude, I, I appreciate that story. That's thank you for sharing. That. That's You're welcome. But hey, you guys are the first podcast. Like, no lie, you guys are the first podcast I told this to. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, and I was a big New Jack fan while I was like watching ECW. I love New Jack. The fucking the music, like him wrestling. Dude, man, that was great. <laughs> Terror illustrates my era. <laughs> yep, love that um, shit. So after when that when after all that happened, uh, I finally event like the promoter who uh, the promoter who. Uh, I took their building from. He actually brought me in and started going. Uh, he hooked up and hooked me up with somebody to get trained finally by. Mm-hmm. So I got trained. I, I learned my basics, but I really tell everybody like I learned my basics for him, but I really didn't learn. Uh, when I moved away, I moved to Southern West Virginia for about two years. That's where I really got my training. That's where I le- really learned how to work. Um, I went to Jimmy Valiant's wrestling school in Virginia for about nice. a year. Yeah, yeah. So. That's where I kind of got my education from. Also, uh, I owe a lot to uh, someone like who really that not a lot of people would expect Necro Butcher. Oh yeah, I I saw that you were a big fan of Necro Butcher, dude. I I was a huge fan of him too, and I think, well, I think he had a match afterwards, but it was either him or New Jack's final match. Like this is probably ten years ago now. Yep, it's on YouTube. I watched it the other day. 
Yeah, him and him and New Jack, dude, is fucking crazy. <laughs> Dil, uh, Dylan, I actually Dylan lives like uh, he lived forty five minutes south of me in Pine Grove, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I I got the honor, and I say honor because it was an honor. I got to ride him to shows for two about a year and a half. So like that's why I really like he took his time and taught me like true psychology of my character and what to do, what not to do. If I did something, he called me a dumbass, which is fine. But that's where I really like learned uh, learned how to work. So right. and like today, I like he's not in the business right now, but he uh, I still talk to him. I still get advice from him. He's still like I guess he's still my mentor. Like he's the guy that I look up to. And yeah. a lot of my like, back to like style of working. A lot of my style of brawling is from him. Like I don't like I'm not a death match guy. You will never see me do a death match. Like I won't do glass or anything like that. Yeah, but I, I respect the guys that do it. I respect Slack, Madman Pondo, John Wayne Murdoch, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And like, I that's just something I can't do. You know, I well, love you hardcore wrestling. Matt Tremont, didn't you? Yeah, wrestled Matt Tremont in uh, Jersey. No, actually in Philly, I did for uh, the Bruiser Brody Cup about three years ago. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> you know, I got the I, I one thing I can say is I've I've got to do a lot in my in my career that I. For someone that's never been signed to a major company, I've got to do a lot, and I'm pretty happy with how it's been. So, yeah, that's, that's honest true. Yeah, and that, I mean that's it's goals, and not everything has you know, uh, like I play in a band and stuff, and we uh, we've done a couple tours and put out albums and stuff. Now we haven't taken over the world, but I don't know. I don't even think I could fucking deal with something like that if something like that came. You know, I couldn't be like Beatle or Nirvana level like famous. It would probably bother shit out of me and i'd fucking jet you know but uh but i'm very proud of the goals that i've accomplished to be able to be in a band that has put out music and and tour and go around in and out of the country you know so something like that and like i said never been on a major fucking label you know i've never signed with geffen records or capital or any of that shit and it's very much like what you're talking about you know yeah you haven't been with a major company but you've done a lot of awesome things that have uh you know maybe they're I, when you're younger, I hate to call it a bucket list because fuck that. You don't think about dying so much unless you're uber depressed when you're young, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's things that are super cool, you know. I mean, what you just said with like New Jack, that story was super fucking awesome, and then and Necro Butcher too, and two guys that. I, hey, I, I don't know him personally, but you know, obviously, you had the chance to meet uh, with Necro and stuff. I've always had mad respect for him because he was just he'd go out there and he'd do that shit barefoot too, man, like. Yep. Jesus Christ, some of the shit I've seen that guy do is just oh Sretton doesn't oh, like the death he's match either. So he'd he'd probably throw up because he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Necro's fucking insane, man. So one of the yeah. call, like one of the most chilled guys you would ever meet. He's so chilled. And speaking of ECW guys, from I mean bl- blood loss. <laughs> <laughs> what is he anemic now? What the fuck, Sretton? Is he he does death matches, right? Well, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does. He ain't. He ain't working right now. So. No, I, it's been a while, man. He's a uh, no disrespect or anything, but he's he's getting up there, you know. I'm I'm sure. Like, why would you? Well, but there's guys that still do that shit. Look at Sabu, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't get how they do that to their bodies and keep going, man. Maybe yeah. a lot of drugs. <laughs> um. But getting back to you were saying you're a big fan of ECW and stuff growing up. So it was out of like the big three in the Monday Night Wars era, whatever you want to call it, was ECW your go-to? Or I mean, I know you're saying you're a big McFoley and Stone Cold guy and all that. Was it mainly like WWF back then or yeah, it was uh it was mainly WWF. Uh I didn't like WCW until after they shut down. And really? When I got to know, yeah. I wow. never I was always that guy that liked WWF. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. I got suspended in school uh, when I was in eighth grade because my this one kid loved WCW. I oh. loved WWF, and I, <laughs> I don't like where this ass. is going. I beat his ass, <laughs> so I got three days suspension for him because he was talking <laughs> shit. Say he was talking about how awesome Goldberg was. Like Goldberg's a pussy, dude. We <laughs> beat his. Ass. I whooped his yeah. fucking ass. Broke his nose. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. That's rough. Uh yeah, Goldberg is a pussy. 
Bill, helpful. if somehow Hopefully you hear this, be around. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I mean, back in the day, it was heated, man. That was like, I remember like playing video games where some people were so like into like, if you're a super Nintendo or just the Sega guy, you know, like yeah. friends fighting about that shit and mortal Kombat's better on this system than that system. And you like fucking WCW. Fuck you. It's like, no, fuck you. I don't like WWF, you know, like I'm, <laughs> It's crazy, but you know it's all good fun until you know you meet it's you run like, into a young beast man and get beat the fuck up. <laughs> it's kind of like how the election was this year. Either you're on one side or the other, and there was like fist fights and everything. I've seen it. I've seen it. So. <laughs> but that's a song. That's a song for another time. We're here to talk about wrestling. We're not talking right. about anything else. You know that's I mean? right. Fuck politics. Exactly. Um, but touching again on the ECW um, aspect. And working with guys that maybe you've looked up to or, you know, watched uh, growing up mm -hmm. before you got into the business. I mean, dude, you just you worked with Rhino, the last true ECW champion, you yep. know, the original OG um, at Warrior Wrestling. So real quick. And actually, our boy Jeremy uh, got to ref that match. Um, oh, I love quick. Jeremy. Great guy. Great fucking guy. And actually, he told me to ask you something tonight, which I'm very curious about. And we'll get to that. We'll we'll. Circle I, back I think I know. I think I know where you're getting with this. So <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> um, but take us through that match, and and before you get into the match, take us um, because for people out there that may have watched on Fight TV and that are in you know the Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana region where we're at, um, mm -hmm. that didn't know you were supposed to get Lance Archer versus Rhino. Lance, you know, contracted COVID at the time, was able to unattend, and. You know, you you just come off that huge win in that uh, stadium stampede. So, I mean, it, it's awesome. Just let us know how that worked into that. Like, when you found out you were going to get that match, what was your reaction when you got it? And maybe take us a little bit through the match, if you don't mind. Well, a lot, a lot of people don't know about this, but I actually got injured in uh, the week before in the other scramble match where uh, I tore my calf muscle. That's why you had the match. tape. I noticed you had the tape on your left mm -hmm. leg, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my doctors like thought it was a torn Achilles tendon at first. Ooh. I'm like, there's no way. So I get the call on Friday about doing it. And you, you know what? I, I like uh, Steve called me. He's like, hey, Rhino needs an opponent. We want you. I'm there. The man beast versus to... beast man, dude. It fucking exactly. writes it, books itself. Exactly. So I, I packed my bags, drove to Chicago that night, and tore it up. So, I mean, it was cool. Like, I mean, I've been on shows with Rhino before, mm -hmm. but, like, we never got to wrestle. And just being in there, just getting that opportunity was so awesome. Like, wow, I mean, it, like it, especially, I mean, it sucks I lost, but taking the gore, that's, like, one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> right? it hurt, like, yeah, I mean, there ain't, dude, bro, there ain't no shame in losing, you know, the Rhino, a legend that's still going. It, dude, it's fucking weird because two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new bacon duo pizzas, two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon and the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new bacon duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I remember, and I told him this, I've, I've seen him. He comes around here quite often. Well, used to in the last decade or so. But uh, yeah. I remember being in South Bend, Indiana back in, I want to say this was 1997 or 98. So this was probably even before, it definitely was before he got into ECW. Mm -hmm. And it was some, I don't remember what the promotion was. And I remember having the fight card. They did it like the old school wrestling cards. And they actually printed out big, like, you know, 11 by 17 posters. And I remember having that and it was 
they were they were the marketing genius on this. It, it's hilarious because they marked it down. And mind you, this is the time where WCW is really white hot. The yeah. Giant versus Rhino. And I'm like, holy shit, the Giant's coming out here from WCW? Like, what the hell is this? And we get there, and you know, we see the match, and uh, I forgot what the hell the guy's name was, but it was like the Giant something. But they didn't they didn't put that on the card, you know, because they're trying to, like, mm. sucker people. And it was this, he was just some tall, old-ass man, dude. <laughs> and I remember Rhino just beating the shit out of this guy, <laughs> dude. And it was fucking awesome. And uh, so, like, the first or second time I got to meet Rhino, uh, it just sprung in my head. I was like, hey, man, dude, I remember seeing you in South Bend, Indiana, you know, before EC-Dub and all that, like, in the late 90s, dude. And, uh, dude, he remembered it all. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a super cool moment. Um, That's really cool. Was there anything he said to you after the match? You guys talk? Like, he give you any, like, tips or pointers or fuck yous? Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he gave me some good advice. He likes my he likes how I he likes my style in the ring. So uh, that's really it, and nice. just going from there. So I, speaking of your style in the ring, for a guy your size, dude, you you move pretty fucking fluid, man, which is super awesome, dude. And I, I'm fl- I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool because you know it harkens back to the days where you get your bigger guys and even like the super super heavyweights like. Yokozuna, who was a guy that, you know, I, I don't think he could maybe do the flips and shit, but you would see some of these weird uh, kicks and stuff they would do is like kind of agile, especially for a guy that was probably, he was probably well over 500 pounds, you know, like, oh, absolutely. Um, and especially towards, you know, the end, um, right when he got fucking fired or released or whatever. But, you know, guys like Bam Bam and stuff that were super, they were big, they were super heavyweights and they could just move in the ring, dude. And it's, it's great to see the athleticism guys like that. And dude, you're coming off like the top too. Like <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. And it's cool watching. Like it's almost like an intimidating thing. You like, you, you see this guy, this fucking essentially this savage caveman coming off the top. Who's fucking huge. Like, it's just, it, I don't know, man. I like it. It's it's got a lot of old school elements to me and a lot of new school. Thanks, Very appreciative of uh, what you're able to do in the ring, man. I appreciate you guys enjoying it. That means a lot. So, uh, you know, I was just always thought to be different in the business. Like I grew up playing football. Uh, I've always been athletic. Even when I was uh, right now, I'm in I'm in my low fours back in the day, and I'm still able to do like do the stuff I did when I was ten years ago. So I used to be able to do a springboard, but I don't do that anymore because I can't jump as high. So, yeah. Oh, man, damn. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, What's one of the – what would you say so far in your career? Because you said you've wrestled now for 10 years, right? Uh, 15, actually. The 15? I've been been beast man for 10, but, like, five years – like, for five years, I was – I did another character under a mask, so – well, and actually, real quick before before I ask you this question, how did how did uh, Warrior like Steve and Eric from Warrior? How did they hear about you? And I mean, I know they do. They they have an eye for talent, man, and they're always bringing in killer talent, like well established. And then, you know, the stars that people don't know, and you're coming in. Uh, when we were talking off air, you know how you're excited to perform in Chicago because I I mean, dude. Chicago's a fucking wrestling city, and right now it is. it's like the mecca of professional wrestling. You know. I mean, everybody from WWE to AEW, MLW, all, you know, freelance, Warrior, there's Black Mm -hmm. Label pros around the area. GCW comes out here, and the list goes on and on. Um, How how did that happen? How did you guys get acquainted? Two words. Sam and Donalds. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Me me and Sam outside wrestling are good friends. So I've known Sam. He means, like... Sam Sam's known me. Sam knew me before I even got into wrestling, just because of my earlier days. Yeah. So me and him became friends over time, and he's helped me out a lot over the over the last couple of years since he's been home from Mexico. And uh, he's one of those guys I consider a mentor. So because he's been all over the world, he's done everything that I I want to do. So it's just if I'm going to do it, there you go. That's the guy you need to listen to. And he called me one day. He's like, hey, I asked him, hey, uh, who do I got to talk to about sending my stuff to work? He gave me the email. He told me to talk to. I sent my stuff to Steve. Uh, 
then back in July, June, he's like, hey, you want to go to Warrior? Let's go. No questions asked. Let's go. So that's how uh, that's how I got acquainted with him. Now, so I, how did you come? Did you come across Warrior through Sam? Uh, I just by watching his videos, okay. honestly, just by watching videos on Facebook of their of what they do. I just love the setup. I love the talent they brought. In. The crowd was passionate. That's why I look for like whenever I try to get like where I try to find work in new companies and stuff like that. It's just how right. their fan like. Because in wrestling, you got your certain type of groups. You know, I mean, you got your deathmatch group that your GCW is that more more of a focus on your deathmatch wrestling, right? And ICW, and then you got got places like Warrior that's a mix of new and old, new school, old school. Uh, then you get AML in North Carolina, who is old school, new style. Uh, then you got your gal, you got your lucha shows. Like you got a mix of everything. You know, if you look at AEW, that's like the their style, like their style, like WWE has their style, Ring of Honor has theirs. It, I mean, it, it just it, wrestling in general is like you got so many different varieties of it now. It's yeah, not like yeah. how it was like back in the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah, which is great. Which is great because like I love all. I love I love all of wrestling. I love pro wrestling. I love it all. You know, I love watch. I love seeing. Ne- I love seeing Madman Pondo getting hit with light tubes. I love watching. Uh, <laughs> Me too, especially after he ghosted us. <laughs> yeah, hear that, Pondo? I remember. I love. I love the Rascals. Watching their stuff, like watching oh, their, their, so their matches. They're great. Uh, I love watching Sam wrestle because Sam tells a story like no other. Yeah, one yeah. of the best. One of the best unsigned talents in wrestling. He needs signed somewhere. I keep telling him all the time he's going to be signed in six months, and I still hold it. It's it's been four months now, but he's getting he's getting assigned. I know he will because he's that. Good. I agree with you. I I do too. So. He's he's been a huge. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent I love seeing when we go to Warrior, um, but he's and I've had a chance to talk with him a couple of times for you know brief moments. He's super nice guy. Um, it just like you said, his storytelling, in ring work, and psychology, it's yep. fucking amazing. And he, dude, he's a student of the game. I mean, he knows so much from being a young wrestling fan and just watching all this different stuff from like Japan and Mexico and all this crazy shit, like definitely a student of the game, man. Oh yeah. And it's good. It's nice to be able to learn from him. You know, oh, yeah. I'm like, even like age wise, I am older than him. So, but it, it doesn't, that age is just a number, man. You know, that's like right. if there's someone, if there's someone that comes up to me, it's like 10 years younger than me. and can teach me something. That's awesome. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. So, yeah. like, so go ahead, brother. I was gonna say, like, every, like, like Sam has his style. I have mine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but when we, but when we mesh, it's good. You know, that's the one thing I like about him because he can make any style. He, he, like, I, that's why I try to do like what he does. He uh, meshes his style with other people's, and that's why I try to do. So, and it, it, it just, <laughs> I can't put the guy over enough. He knows. I when he listens to this, he knows how much I love him. So, but that's my guy. So, <laughs> I I'm gonna get back to this one question I wanted to ask you now that Jeremy he's ask him about this. So, what's up with these uh, Beast Man condoms? Are they sheepskin? Oh, okay. <laughs> I threw you so, off. Did you not? Was that not what you were thinking? I was gonna ask you. No, it was not. So <laughs> I thought. I, I, I thought you're gonna ask me a Hamilton question, so because me, me and him both like Hamilton. We we were singing the uh, Prince, we were singing Prince, uh, the King George song, like at the last show together. So, um, Jeremy, okay. So the condoms, <laughs> you gotta stay safe, you, man. <laughs> absolutely. Especially during this time, you never know what's gonna happen. I eat what I basically I I'm, I'm just trying to ask. Cause I just had another kid and I don't want any more. So where can I get some fucking beast man condoms? <laughs> condoms. So my, I tried to sell it. Like I never realized how over beast man was. I'll be honest with you. Like I never thought I would be able to sell merchandise or anything like that. But it's like every year I always buy brand new. Like I always get like now, like last year I loaded up, get out of here cat. Um, Sorry, my cat was trying to get in the way. <laughs> so, uh, so for as popular as I am, I sold 
creating a mountain merchandise, which I never thought I'd be able to do. So last year, like my girlfriend makes like half my stuff. Like she makes my beanies, my stickers and all that stuff. Nice. So she's, she's great. Best thing ever happened to me. Probably going to marry the woman eventually. Don't know when. So, but love you, baby. Uh, that's if she listens. And she probably won't. She hates wrestling. She hates. Oh, come on, hates, girl. She, come she, on. She hates wrestling. That's what I say. <laughs> well, I, okay. When I tell you this, I got to tell you, th- this is a good story too. So, but back to the condoms. So we're, I'm just like, what? Like someone brought, like someone said something like, okay, Tiger King. That's how I came up with it. You guys watch Tiger King? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know how, uh, bitch. That, that bitch, that fucking bitch. <laughs> she is a fucking bitch too. Uh, <laughs> so he was running for governor. Yeah, yep. you know how he was like running for governor? He yeah. had Joe Exotic Joe Exotic condoms. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got the idea from. I'd say if he can sell condoms, so can I. So we go on so this is the name of the website, customcondoms.com. Okay. Really? Yes. That's the name of the website. We ordered we just ordered 50 of them just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking shutdown happened. And I never was able to sell any. So I just give them away. So but they're a good conversation piece. Yeah, hell like yeah. Right yeah. Now. Jeremy was trying to find his, and I'll just let you know he couldn't. And I'm like, man, you must have blasted one off. You got bored or oh, something. Didn't use that thing. <laughs> no, I didn't, man. <laughs> Shame on you, Jeremy. I'll have to give you one next time I see you. So <laughs> hell yeah. Um, speaking of merch and stuff, like is there I mean, obviously, uh, being a wrestling fan, you want to see yourself as an action figure someday, right? Yeah. Would that be cool? Or you just don't, you don't really care about shit like that. I, you know what? I would, I'd love to be an action figure. I think it'd be the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah. I really did. That's like a goal. Now outside of the wrestling gig, like what does the man, the man who is the beast, the beast man, Wes, what do you like to do as far as like, Outside of wrestling, like what are you into? Like, like maybe music wise, in the gaming, what, what kind of shit do you get into outside of pro wrestling? I watch a lot of porn. <laughs> a lot of porn? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me too. About two minutes a day. That's a lot for me. <laughs> um, I, well, outside of wrestling, I am a very accomplished bowler. Okay. So I am, a, I'm a state champion in Ohio. No shit. So that's yeah. So that's pretty cool. I love golf. I love the golf. Uh, very bad at golf. So uh, love. I love sports. I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Not ashamed of saying it either. Uh, love love baseball. I I'm trying to think. I, I'm a pretty simple guy. Like I love watching. Uh, I love listening to podcasts. Huge Jim Cornette fan, so I, I'm not. It's 2020. You can't say that. <laughs> it's whatever. Hey, you guys say I can say whatever I want. So <laughs> no, it's um, it's fine. I'm bipolar I'm with Jim like, Cornette. There's times where I listen to him talk about things, and I'm like, God damn it, fuck that guy. And then there's times when I'm like, you know what? Even though I said that, I kind of like him. Some article came out last week that I read, and I usually have, I, I'm at the point where I avoid articles about him or really anything because when I get yeah. mad, I can't calm down. It's so weird because I'm not that deep into this stuff. And But I read something, and I, I don't remember what the point was, but I was like, you know what? He's got a point. He's right here. Like, so I'm like, it's like that he's, he makes me feel like that. Like if any, if you guys have like an uncle, uh, that like, he's your blood, you love him, but God, you mm-hmm. want to punch his face sometimes because he does something dumb or, but he doesn't, he doesn't say dumb things. I just, uh, my issue is one and my, my only issue is, uh, uh, like a lot of times when he goes off on these rants that are like super heavily cussing laced, which doesn't bother me. Um, I just feel like it's ditching disingenuous. That's all like, otherwise, like he, if that's really him, if you really like felt those ways, but I feel like sometimes he goes over the top, um, for, as like for to be entertaining for show yeah. and given the fact that he might be the, the, the most forthcoming and most knowledgeable person that talks about the history and the psychology of wrestling, of any of these podcasters or voices on the internet or outside of the internet. Um, 
I feel like his carnival shit is unnecessary. So that's just me. I don't hate the dude. He just makes me mad all the time. <laughs> I, um, I've got to meet Cornette twice. Uh, I've actually got to perform in front of Cornette, at, uh, which I'll tell you guys here in a second. Uh, I like, like, I like listening to the podcast because I love old school wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I listen to it. It's not because I'm a fan of the guy. Like, it's not because, oh, it's Jim Cornette, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, <laughs> I like listening about, I like listening about Me old too. school wrestling. I, Me too. I hate, and he was there for it. a lot of that shit. <laughs> yeah. I hate, like, some of the stuff he says about AEW is funny. Not all of it. You know what I mean? So it's whatever. Like, I know, like, I love AEW. I think it's a great product for what I'm trying. I love the, work there someday if I get a chance to um, when he was talking like the, the one thing I hated about what he's done is the G rape the stuff about G raver I know G raver I know brand yeah. I've known Brandon for years great guy we were uh, there when that happened when he you're talking about when he fucking cut himself he's like who's this stupid fucking deathmatch guy at a show cuts himself has to go to the fucking hospital and he was being like a dick about the whole situation because I that was at the two cups stuffed, I believe. Yep. And I he was wrestling Jimmy Lloyd that night. Mm-hmm. You know, accidents fucking happen, man. Yeah, they do. They, they do. But you don't need to go off and fucking bear. You don't know that. You don't know Brand. You don't know G Raver. Right. G Raver's a great fucking dude. Okay. He didn't have to go off like that. Uh, I knew Stephen P. New. Believe it or not, like his attorney, I know him. He bought a game off. He bought a board game off me last year, which was kind of for two hundred bucks. So it was the Gordon the Soli game, the game of life. It, no, it was the Gordon Soli wrestling game trivia game. So, oh no, shit! Yeah, that's awesome. So see, like I, I got nothing personal against him. You know what I mean? Like personally, he's like personally, he's never done nothing wrong to me. Right. But I, I'm glad that Raver uh, won his lawsuit against him. Yeah, I was the happy. Sure. That was the happiest thing I ever heard because the guys that were in it, Bill Monar, Indie Connection, I know him, great dude. Uh, David, uh, his attorney, Wallace, great dude. I'm glad they won. Yeah, Brandon deserves it, and I hope the guy he makes all the money in the world with the shirts. I really do. <laughs> right. So I I hope he makes a ton of money off because he deserves it. So he doesn't. He didn't deserve to be treated like like. Talk, he, he did not deserve to be treated like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he I'm I'm glad that he won the money. I'm glad he got his money. So well, I'm glad he won the lawsuit so he gets money. So but now he's he's back in the ring better than ever. Yeah. So love G Raver. Yeah. Love that man to death. I, I, I could talk about G Raver for hours because that's how <laughs> cool I, he's such a cool guy. He's such a cool laid back guy. He cares about people. Mm-hmm. So that's how great of a guy. I I He's just awesome. Uh, hey, uh, okay, sorry for going off subject. No um, problem. So three, okay, about three years ago, there is a a good Jim Cornette story. This one company probably be a great idea. That this one company decided to do a a reality show pilot with Jerry Jerry. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I it's called it was called. Um, Shows you how much I remember. Uh, I'll Google. I'll Google the word. I'll Google the word. Fuck later. We'll see what comes up. Okay. So the it was basically American I.O. for pro wrestling. Like it was Jim Cornette, uh, BB, and uh, Robert Parker. Those were the three judges. So you had two minutes to go out there and wrestle with your opponent. And if after two minutes, if they thought you sucked, they blew the horn. Yeah. So thankfully, I was one of the, I was I was one of the most favorite guys on the show. He loved my stuff. I can't. So it was kind of cool getting put over by Jim Cornette on a microphone in front of a live crowd. So uh, you guys listen to Bruce Prince's podcast at all? Occasionally, yeah. Okay. Have you heard the Jerry Jarrett stuff? I have not. Okay. So he makes, he, he, Jerry Jarrett, uh, when Bruce is on the podcast, goes, huh? that's how he, oh, this is okay. Yeah, Jared. yeah, yeah. All right. I got you. So, now. I'm sitting there actually talking to Jerry Jared mm-hmm. and uh, he was bringing up Kamala and mm-hmm. I said something and he does that. And I just start laughing. Like I just lost, my, I lost it. <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe he said, I thought like it was, a, I thought it was all like, 
just him being a dick. No, it actually that's how he talks. So like, holy shit, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> but Jerry Jarrett's like they're all great people, man. Like every, I, I think everybody in the wrestling business is great because we all earn this for the same thing. We love what we do. You know what I mean? Even even the guys that don't get the even the guys that are considered idiots don't know what the fuck they're doing. I still love them because they're trying to get they're trying to do the right thing. They just didn't yeah. right there, you know. So well, that's a good attitude but, to have, man. You know, yeah. You, you, you know, you gotta treat like I treat people how I treat people outside of work. Like mm-hmm. at my in my in regular life, I try to be I try to treat everybody with respect until you fuck me over. Different story there, you know. But I treat everybody I treat everybody with respect. I try or you, to nice or you tell them that you like WCW. <laughs> exactly <laughs> especially 97 which i don't i don't like wcw 97 so we're just i'm just making it <laughs> clear right now <laughs> i don't want no beef <laughs> no we're good we're good buddy <laughs> um real quick as we wind down here um what would you say is i mean i mean because really i mean you've been in the business 15 years you know 10 is beast man and even that amount of time for a lot of wrestlers that's it's really like a cup of coffee, man. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, it seems, but uh, there's a lot of guys that, you know, shit, we've looked at some of these guys that have gotten to the E and stuff that have been in the business for like 20, 20 some years. Um, they're finally getting breaks and stuff. What is it that you want to do before your time in the ring is done? And what do you see yourself doing after that time? Okay. Well, right now, uh, I would like, well, like everybody, I like to get a contract. Uh, right. If I had my choice of going anywhere, it would be Impact Wrestling. Uh, I think okay. they have the best. I think my style and what I do in the ring would be perfect for their product. And uh, WWE too. You know, I, WWE needs big guys. I'm different. They always look for people that are different. And uh, those are my two main goals. Or get to wrestle in Japan one time. And I consider and I consider my career a success. After that, um, you know, I'd love to teach. I'd like to become a trainer, start a wrestling school and a promotion, just so I can stay in that way I can stay active in the business and right. teach what I teach what I was taught uh and pass it forward. You know? So, oh yeah, totally. And it, I like that you said impact wrestling. That was like that was kind of your first uh you meant uh name drop right there. Um, obviously, I mean, you keeping up with the product, like what are you currently yep. watching? Well, I, it's funny I mean, I know it's a hell of a lot, dude. It's kind of a loaded question. Cause there's like a gazillion fucking things going on right now, but especially what impact is doing right now is pretty baller. <laughs> well, I can't, Oh, I watch wrestling maybe once a month and I, I take a Sunday and I watch, I watch like, I watch all impact shows in like one week, one uh, one day. Like it's like four hours, so I'll watch it on a Sunday. Other than that, I don't watch any of the current product. That's uh like if AEW is on a Wednesday when I get home from working out, I'll catch that. Mm-hmm. But normally I don't have time. I don't have yeah. time. I watch when I do watch something, it's either coming through my news feed on Facebook or I'll or I'll watch some old stuff on YouTube. That's really it. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um as far as like uh, indie promotions on the indie scene, is there anything that you think could be done better on the indies with guys? You, do you like how everything is going now? Is there anything that's like kind of bothers you as far as like, you know, maybe things men and these men and women should be doing that maybe isn't getting done um, the proper way or the right way to like do business, so to speak. See, that's a, that's kind of a loaded question because they can go either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel honestly right now I wish this fucking pandemic would be over with so I can go right, back right. every weekend. So you know what? Everybody, my thought on this is you can't like everybody was brought in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I was brought in a certain way compared to somebody else. You know. Uh, you love what you do. You want to do what you can to be in it. So everybody has their own, like literally everybody has their own journey. You know, I, I don't, I'm for me, myself, I'm fine with how the current product is. You know, I, right. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Like I said, every, like 
every indie company, every indie wrestler has their own style. Uh, and I how guess, they see what professional wrestling is. Right. So and I guess really what, what my question, what, what I really meant to say is compared to like back, like when you were, when you started, you know, like when you were telling us about like new Jack and all that, um, when you, mm-hmm. you know, got your start, but like, I guess the locker rooms around in indie wrestling and stuff compared to back then to now, I mean, do you see a difference, a more positive oh, yeah. difference? Okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to get close. It, it depends. You know, like every locker room is different. You got, hey, we, we went through the cancel culture this summer with a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people stood up to that. That was great for them. I'm happy that it happened. You know, we're trying to make wrestling. I, I, how can I put this? People, everybody's trying to make wrestling equal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in my opinion, it is equal. You know, you got your scumbags in the business. That's right. just how it is. That's and that's everywhere. So, I mean, it's in yeah, baseball, it basketball. You know, come on. You know, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> um. <laughs> but for people to stand up and say enough is enough, mm. what else can you ask for? That was great. You know what I mean? That was great. And I hope it, I hope people keep standing up for what they believe in. So, like I'm the same way. Like I don't want to see. I don't believe in anything that. I don't believe in racism. I don't believe. I, I don't believe in hate. I think everybody should be treated fair. You know, and everybody should be treated like proper. That's how I feel. Like, right, I know right. there's people who don't feel like that, but my wrestling brothers and sisters, they are my brothers and sisters. And I will always have their back. It don't matter. It doesn't matter who it is, what they've done or who they are. I will always have their back. And I feel like that's how they felt. And when they all came together, yeah, I got a cat. Uh, when everybody came together during that, that's how I felt. We all stood united. So awesome. now, now down the road, now once everything starts back up again and everybody starts running shows, who knows what's going to happen? You know, like yeah. this year, this year's been a weird year. Like I've been able to, like I've thankfully been able to have some, like a lot of good opportunities still, even while everything was going on. A lot of people got a lot of free time on social media now compared to what was like a year ago. So yeah. you're going to see a lot, like you're going to see a lot more shit than you were used to, but. Yeah. And yet, at the end of the day, if it's good for the business, then I'm I'm with them, you know. Fair so, enough. But yeah, but the locker room is complete 360. It's not how it, I mean. It's still it's still it, the etiquette's still there. Everything's still the way it was when I started. Just a couple of different faces and stuff like that. So, but it's it, you know, it's I don't know. <laughs> there's like there's so much you can answer to that. But it has, like, in my opinion, yeah, it has changed a lot. Just seeing the new faces and how, and another thing, different areas, you know, how wrestling yes. is in Pittsburgh is totally different than Chicago or Florida. Right, right. So when, when I came to Chicago, like when I came for a war, whole different style I wasn't used to, but you know what? You get used to it quick. Oh, so, yeah. You get used to it. <laughs> yeah. The Walker buffet was, they give you and all that. <laughs> oh, sh- I'm trying to stay away from that stuff. So, uh, but no, the buffet, the buffet is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's different everywhere you go. Right. Right. So to really answer that question is like, everybody's on, everybody's on the same page with how the business is. But like Mm -hmm. I go here, you go here. It's a whole different world. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's totally circumstantial. Yeah. Well, um, where where can people before we end here real quick? Where can people find merch and stuff? I mean, you got pro you got a pro wrestling tea shop or anything like that. I do have a pro wrestling tea store, but if you buy, I tell people if you really want to get a t shirt, contact me directly. Especially yeah. right now because how definitely the way busy they yeah because how busy they are and uh, but and you pro wrestling tea store. <laughs> yes, exactly. Support man, you gotta support. Yep. So if anybody wants merchandise, direct me on my Facebook or you can go to my page at Beastman Husk. Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Beastman Husk. I mean, I don't know how easy that could be. <laughs> it's so simple. A child could do it. <laughs> yeah. If, if there's any promoters out there that are interested in bringing in Beastman, BeastmanHusk at gmail.com. That's right. Got to do it, and you got to do it well. Well, Beast Man, I I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man, and letting your stories out um, and sharing them with our audience because it's it's super cool, and I love being able to bring guys on here and uh, 
for, you know, the fans, uh, for you to gain new fans and followers, obviously, but the ones that are acquainted with you to get to know you on a little more personal level, you know, because I mean, that's, let's face it. When we were all kids, like you're talking about Hulk Hogan, everybody or some, we're all sitting there like, God damn, wouldn't that be cool to hang with the Hulkster for a day or something like that? Uh, yeah. Hey, I still wish I could, I, I wish I could still hang out with the Hulkster for a day. Anything's oh. possible. So, brother, man, that that would be awesome. <laughs> but thank you guys, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I hope I gave you guys something to listen to. I mean, I'm always more than welcome to come. I, I hope you guys welcome me to come back because there's still Absolutely. more of the story that okay. you guys haven't heard yet. So, thank you guys very much for having me and. Uh, yeah. I hope to see you guys at the next Warrior Show here in a few months. Oh, oh yeah. for sure, brother. And, hey, our doors are always open, man. So if you're feeling froggy, you got some ideas, just hit me up and let's let's Absolutely, get it done, brother. All right. Thank well, you, everybody man. out there listening, thank you for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit like <laughs> and subscribe and ring that fucking little bell down there and let us know what you think in the comments. And for those of you downloading on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, any of that podcasting platform bullshit, leave us a rating and review because you know you want to and it's the right thing to do. Until next time, we love you and everybody be sure to follow Beastman because he's the shiznit. Yeah! Husk! 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 That's right. Wadama, 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 wadama! So for Beastman is fucking insane. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. You gonna do sex to me? I'm Kelly O'Hara, two-time World Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist, defender for the U.S. Women's National Team, and as of now, your new favorite podcast host. Join me on the Just Women's Sports Podcast as I sit down with some of the biggest names in sports to talk about the untold stories behind their success. Featuring Olympians, MVPs, world champions, and breakout stars, the Just Women's Sports Podcast tells the real story of what it's like to be a professional athlete today. Find Just Women's Sports wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.